Well, let's get into Galatians 5 and 6. Let's wrap up this series. So if it's cool with y'all, I'm just going to go ahead and read some of it real quick so that we can like kind of get the full depth of the chapter because we kind of skipped over chapter 3 and chapters 1. We just kind of dove right into chapter 2 and chapter 4. So I'm going to read a little bit of 5 and then uh, we can kind of go from there. For freedom, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. Uh, stop it. My iPad's messing up. I'm sorry. Here we go. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Ooh. Yeah. And I feel like that's just truth right there. Because yeah. it is truth. True. It is truth. True um, Now, throughout this whole chapter, Paul gives a series of warnings um, so basically the bulk of what I just read was a warning. You were severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. Uh, further down, he says, um, the persuasion is not, this persuasion of being justified by the law is not from Christ who calls you. Uh, and then he says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying that whoever is telling you that you should be justified by the law and not by grace, by faith through grace alone. By grace through faith alone, um, he's saying a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So he's saying like this idea, if you don't, if it doesn't expel itself now, then it's going to ruin you. It's going to ruin this church. Um, further down, furthermore, he says, "But if I, brother, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted?" In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. Um, so Paul is saying here that he is not preaching cir- preaching circumcision. He's not preaching both and. He's preaching grace alone, by faith alone. Mm-hmm. Or faith alone, by grace alone. I keep butchering that. Oops. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I like that Paul is quick to warn them. You know, of like what's happening here and what's going to happen if they don't kind of like nip this in the bud. Um, But it's also full of promises and commands. Um, Like it starts off for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Uh, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision. (laughs) I take comfort in the fact that we can come to the. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Yeah. I um, I also love how, you know, he kind of gives you the affirmation. Is that the word I'm looking for? He kind of gives you the comfort of saying, like, if you live by the Spirit, it's opposite of what is sinful nature. Mm-hmm. So, like, naturally you're going to not do those things or not want to do those things, not desire those things. If you're living by the spirit, yeah, yeah. So it's like, this is going to be, uh, it's not, it kind of gives you a comfort once you're in the situation where you're living by the spirit. It's like, it's going to be difficult, but I have comfort in knowing that 
I'm living by the Spirit, I'm not going to want to do those things of my mm-hmm. old sinful past. Yeah, verse, verse 16 in the Passion Translation. Whitney? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to read it. It's so good. It says, As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder Him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self from dominating you. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the Spirit. So it goes along with what you're saying. It's like once you receive that Holy Spirit, those things just are gross. Like you don't want those things. Yeah. And obviously it's still a battle though. Like yeah. your flesh is still Yeah, because your your flesh still wants to do those yeah. simple things, but the spirit within you mm-hmm. is what longs to not. And so it is that constant battle of it's like what Paul says somewhere else. Um, the things that I long to do, I don't do, and the things that I don't long to do, I do. Mm-hmm. It's more like they can't be like simultaneous. They can't be together. Like so you it's hard to do I don't know. We kinda of talked about hit on this a little bit during the uh immorality episodes kind of like if you're in the midst of doing let's say a sexual sin right you're not going to go pray during while you're doing that because when you pray like when you're in the midst of that it's what's opposite of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you feel ashamed to do kind of feel ashamed to do that so it's like i think he's saying like they can't be together they can't be like yeah yeah Yeah, you can't be Uh, in first or second corinthians paul says that um you cannot dine with at the table of demons and at the table of God at the same time, right? Like you, it, like it's either or, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's uh, jump into the fruits of the spirit real quick. Ooh, my favorite part. So the the fruit of the spirit <laughs> is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So I really felt like Whitney would have something to just immediately tag on to that. But no, she's busy throwing paper towels. (laughs) Throwing my paper towels? Yeah, behind the scenes, David and Whitney are throwing paper towels at each other. Anytime Whitney starts with the, gets those little squinty eyes, I know something real profound is about to come out. Yeah. Say it. Okay. Speak it. All right. Speak it. I just know it, though. (laughs) Hold on. This is her favorite part. Yeah. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Ooh, self-control. Don't you guys just get excited <laughs> about that part? Like, self-control, isn't that the easiest one? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I want to just share from the passion because y'all know I'd be loving the passion. But um haven't already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of the realm of God. And he was talking about the cravings of the self-life. And I'm going to back it up because I think it's just as important to know what you shouldn't be doing as it is to know what you should be doing. So the cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating. And actually I shared something on my Facebook a while back and it just talked about heart motive. And you can't plant something with the wrong motive and expect it to produce a right fruit. Um, but anyway, manipulation, other or manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, <laughs> senseless arguments, 
me and Dalton, we got to pray. <laughs> uh, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. And that's what he was talking about. Haven't I warned you that those who use their freedom for those things, they will not inherit the realm of God, like the kingdom realm of God. But the fruit of, produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures. Ooh, sorry, patience that endures. Um, a lot of times we choose to have patience for a moment, but we don't really allow that patience to endure. So I thought that was just really good. Kindness in action. That's one I, I need to work on. Um, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Keep in mind that those or keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced crucifixion. For everything connected with our self life was put to death on the cross and crucified with the Messiah. We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. So we may never be arrogant or look down on another, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. I just I just love how descriptive it is over each of the, the words of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And y'all know I'm going to share a footnote. Um, <laughs> it says there is a clear textual um, inference that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, with the other virtues displaying aspects of the greatest quality of the spirit life, agape love. The translator has chosen to supply action to these virtues, for they are not meant to be abstract virtues, but made visible with actions. Isn't that so powerful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the whole, you know, faith without works is dead, so you should have this fruit, but those fruit, like the fruit should produce action. It should be an action, not just something that you look at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey, and I, Corey Ann and I <laughs> touched on this last episode um, that... You know, like when, when you've received the Holy Spirit and when you've been, when you have received salvation, the immediate response is to want to obey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's to want to do, it's to want to make Jesus your Lord because he is your Lord and your Savior. He can't be just your Savior. He has to be your Lord. And so like the immediate response to receiving salvation to receiving that justification is to go through the process of sanctification is to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit to walk in step with the Holy Spirit that's what sanctification is um what was that sorry (laughs) (laughs) is your nose making noises again no it's not my (laughs) my nose this time what is it oh okay gotcha I just like saw it over your mouth, and so I thought you were like rubbing your teeth on the mic. Yeah, yeah, brushing your teeth. <laughs> nope. Put some toothpaste on that mic. Um, I uh, I kind of like pulled a f- new favorite verse uh, from Galatians, and it's verse seven, six, chapter six, verse seventeen. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. Yeah, that's that is good. good. Like. That's just strong mm-hmm. right there. Uh, obviously, I don't have lash marks and whip, like whip marks and you know scars and all this stuff, but I do have the experiences that I've gone through being a Christian 
house influenced me and I have that as a testament to know that I'm qualified as a, as a Christian. So I know that I bear the marks of Jesus. And so I won't let anybody cause me trouble. People will try, but I won't let them cause me trouble over then mm-hmm. because I bear the marks of Jesus. Wow. That's so really like good. That. that just reminds me, going back to that verse, for it's um chapter 5 and verse 26, but the part in the Passion where it talks about for each of us is an original. Say again. Whenever it talks about for each of us is an original. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Dude, six. Chapter six, y'all. Yeah, you need your boots for that one. It's deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would make him laugh. I love that. Oh, man. <laughs> need your high waters. That's something my mom would say, but um, I, I dressed it up a little bit. Um, but yeah chapter 6 he's talking about my beloved friends if you see a believer who is overtaken with a fault may the one who overflows with the spirit seek to restore him and this is talking about us as believers carrying each other's burdens Um, Pastor Bill taught one time and he said you're only as sick as your secrets and I thought that that was so good because there are things that we won't tell anybody but it says confess your sins to one another so that you'll be healed I know that's separate of Galatians but it's applicable to this um, because it's talking about bearing each other's burdens. Now, um, it goes on to say, win him over with gentle words, which will open his heart to you and will keep you from exalting yourself over him. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. If you think you are too important to stoop down to help one another, you are living in deception. Let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work God has given them to do with excellence and their joy will be in doing what is right and being themselves and not being affirmed by others. Woo. Yeah. Mm. Like, (laughs) um, that's just so good because a lot of times we do the right thing because we know others are paying attention. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we do need to be aware of like who we're reaching, but it's talking about doing it unto the Lord. And like, if we're too important to help people, then we're, we're living deceived. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And a lot of the time that the opportunity comes to help people is when nobody's going to see what you're doing. It's part of that. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And so just carrying each other's burdens. And, um, I think it was Chan. She had shared, she, or maybe it was pastor bill, one of the two, but they had said, don't go before people like on behalf of God, before you go to God on behalf of people. And it's talking about, you can't lead people that you don't love. Mm-hmm. And that was so powerful. And that was part of carrying this burden. And they were just talking about as far as your congregation in the church goes, like, you know, you might pray that people come to church and stuff, but are, are you really, do you love the people in in your church? Do you really genuinely love them? Do you carry their burdens? Are you going before God for them in prayer and not just the people that you're friends with? And, and that was so powerful to me because we are supposed to be interceding and intercessing on other people's behalf and, and sharing that burden. Um, And those who are taught the word must share all good things with their teacher. A sharing of wealth takes place between them. Make no mistake about it. God will never be mocked for what you plant will always be the very thing that you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant the corrupt seed of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap beautiful fruits that grow from everlasting life of the spirit. 
And it's just talking about don't allow yourself to become weary or disheartened in planting good seeds for the season of reaping. The wonderful harvest you planted is coming. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. Yeah. That's powerful. Just Mm -hmm. knowing that what you sow is going to come back like down the line. It will. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, how he, like, throughout Galatians, obviously it's very heavy on the law versus faith, but I think he sprinkles in that fear of man throughout. Like, even at the end, how he says, um, how he's talking about, what, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, like, blinking out all of a sudden what we were talking about. Um, we must live. We must live by the Holy Spirit yes. so we may never be arrogant or look down on one another for we're each an original and jealousy mm-hmm. does not. Exactly. That part of the kingdom. So it's like, it's caring more about that spiritual instead of comparing yourself to others or like how people are seeing you. And then at the beginning he talks about in chapter one about pleasing God, not man. And I think it really shows how the law versus faith is because David, I think you were saying in a previous episode how the law is so focused or maybe it was Dalton on pride like that's a prideful thing to like want to work to to get these gains or whatever um and so that pride kind of goes into wanting to appeal to men too and how you know people perceive you versus faith which is just this gift and it's Mm -hmm. about this relationship not about how people are perceiving you yeah but how god perceives you yeah it's about that perfect relationship not because we're perfect